Welcome in to the Baxter Street Boys. Uh, I'm your host, Cole Wilcox, joined as always by my co-host, Jake Gordon, and our producer, Griffin Rudy. Uh, we've got a jam-packed show today. Got a lot coming at you, uh, most notably. Preview for the Auburn Tigers. Um, everybody hates Auburn. It's the Deep South's oldest rivalry. They're coming to Athens, a place where they have had no success. Virtually, virtually can't even get a first down here for the last, I don't know, 15 years. So... We got some good, got some good juju coming in for this week. Uh, Going to be an awesome home environment. Cannot wait to be there and see it. Uh, but first, before we get in the show, I want to talk to you about Turtle Box Audio, our brand new partner. These people are legit. Uh, a lot of you probably follow them on Instagram. It's a great, it's a great brand. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the video here. If you're not, definitely look them up. Um, these speakers are the best. They're the best outdoor speaker. They're waterproof. Uh, they look cool. They're not just an outdoor bulky speaker that that you put up on a wall and try to hide it. These things look the part. They come in all different colors, all different, <clears throat> all different designs. Um, definitely check out their website for sure. And use code BSB10 for 10% off your purchase. When you do, these are the perfect for tailgating. Um, if, if, if you are a tailgater and you have, a, you have a setup, if you want to make it perfect, you need a turtle box. Um, I was told today that they're going to start engraving logos in them soon. So we can get the power G engraved in a black and white or black and red turtle box uh, and use the SB 10 for 10% off all your purchases. Uh, other than that, let's get into the show. Let's make some Auburn fans mad. There he goes in the corner again and we jump up. Touchdown! Oh God, a touchdown in the corner! He just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. We just crushed their face. Swift's got running room. Swift by the defense. 40, 30. They won't catch him. Go, Swift. Into the end zone. Touchdown. The freshman just ran it back to Philadelphia. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. Near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Keeley Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks the tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Touchdown, touchdown, Georgia. I know I'm asking a lot, you guys, but hunker it down one more time. All right. It's Auburn week. The mood's a little bit different. Last week is forgotten, and we're on to Auburn. Boys, how we feeling? Feeling good, man. I'm excited for a real home game. We talked about it on the live show on uh, on Monday, and if you missed that, you should go check it out. We recapped the Missouri game. But uh, we talked about it. We need a real home environment, get the team energized, and I'm excited. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be loud. Yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, it's always fun beating up on those losers. You know, safety school, people who can't get into UGA. That's where they go. 2005, the last win in Sanford. Um, And there's some times where they've come in, and they've been the better team. Uh, Most notably, I think it was 2016. was at Kirby's first year where they – I mean, they got like two first downs in the second half. It was unbelievable. They had the jokes about Auburn's bus got stuck on campus because they put a yellow line in front of it. Stuff like that. I mean, it was just an abysmal performance by them. But, yeah, they don't play well here. Uh, we're going to get into uh, some of the dynamics of that game later. Um, but like we said at the beginning of the show, this is Baxter Street Boys. We cover all things Georgia sports. Obviously, it's football season now. We're heavy football, but basketball's around the corner. We're about to start our previews for that. Uh, Mike White's building a pretty good program there right now, so hopefully it continues. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, but definitely, definitely Twitter. And make sure you like this video. So we're going to kick this thing off with picking 
a team that you were most right about preseason and a team that you were most wrong about as we're about a month into the year now and things are starting to take shape. A lot of unknowns, a lot of variables still out there to be to be found out. But as of this point, team we're most right, team we're most wrong. Jake, start us off with the team you were most right about. I got two. I'm going to cheat. I think the best one that I had so far was Colorado. Um, I had them under three wins to start the year. Uh, there's a list of five uh, power five teams that have started a season with four consecutive losses by 25 plus points. And Colorado was the first one since Indiana in 1957. They lost by 23 right. last week. They are not going to get three wins. They've already fired their coach. They are an abysmal, abysmal program. Uh, and the other team I was right on was Virginia. I had Virginia under seven wins. Virginia has been awful. I thought that Brennan Armstrong was going to be a decent quarterback, but I thought the rest of his team was so bad that they would drag him down, and that has been the case so far. He has not had a good season. Virginia's seven wins is crazy. And a tickler in there, I had Wisconsin under nine and a half wins. I never saw Wisconsin winning ten games on their schedule, so um, that one looks pretty safe right now too. Yeah. Uh, Griff, who's the team you were most right on? Most right on? I have to say the Florida Gators, man. That uh, you know they're they're sitting at a nice two and two right now. I think they didn't play last week, or they're they're three and two. They did play last week. They played on Sunday. Last time you'll ever see those guys play on Sunday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I had I took them under seven and a half wins, which it definitely could. They, I mean, I don't think they're going over. Or I think it was under seven. They might still push that, but they're not a good football team. They stink. Ar is is not what all he was hopped up to be. I mean, he couldn't throw a touchdown pass until Tennessee's awful defense let him throw for 450 on him. Uh, but I think we'll see this week if if my prediction of them uh, being six in the East right over Vanderbilt is uh, going to come true. They play Missouri. so The Tigers. The Tigers. Uh, does, are you happy, upset, or indifferent about being right about that prediction? About what? About being happy about Florida? Yes. That's I mean, I'm very happy about it. Are you kidding me? I love watching Florida I mean, bad. Screw those guys. I mean, I was setting you up for for a body bag there, and you just you kind of oh, took a punch. I was just, <laughs> you kind of took a punch. So I was confused by the I was confused by the question. I don't know why I wouldn't be happy about that. I love I being mean, right. It was right. <clears throat> what do you got, Jake? You got something? Well, yeah, another one too that people got so mad at me about was South Carolina. They were the most heavily bet team in Vegas for their over at six and a half wins, and they they got an uphill battle for that. That's all I got to say. Yeah, 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 for sure. That that was. I, they were considered from a team I was most wrong about. Uh team I was most right about is not just one team. It's more of a philosophy around two teams. Uh, I was seeing stuff in the offseason that I saw a projected playoff where Georgia was playing Ohio State, and the projected spread was 17 points for Ohio State. Um, and, and I just kept seeing all this Alabama and Ohio State just so far, far and away ahead of every other team in the country. Just head and shoulders better. It's a two-team race. Everybody else is playing for third. And it was just the most outrageous thing that I thought I've ever seen. And I, I didn't understand where it came from. Um, and then Alabama goes to Texas in a dogfight. Ohio State is in a dogfight with Notre Dame. And like I said, the point was never these teams aren't good. And, and they could very easily play for the national championship. But there's multiple, multiple teams that the, if they played on a neutral field today would be less than a five-point spread. Um, so I think I think the world saw the first month of the season that there is a lot of parity this year in college football, um, and people like to complain that there's not, even though there's never been the same set of four teams in the playoff. There is parity, and there's a lot of teams at contention. Like if I told you USC, what is what is the USC Ohio State line right now if they play? 
Ohio State, six and a half, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's a lot of points for USC, too, who can score. Um, like you, Ohio State, Michigan on a neutral field, that's, you know, three, four point spread. So uh, I think there's a lot to be to unfold. And those teams might step up to the, to the team that people think they're going to be. But as of right now, they are not. Uh, and then I'll, I'll just kick it off the team I was most wrong about, obviously Miami. And obviously they can ride the ship and they can they can win the Coastal, which winning the Coastal is like, I don't know. Winning the Coastal is like finding a nice pair of, of shoes hanging on the power line. Like it's it's the worst the worst division in football by, I don't even know, a close second. I guess maybe the Big Ten, what is that, West? Is that the bad one on their side? Or is it the Big Ten yeah. East? Thing? Yeah, it's the West. I, I can't remember, yeah. Yeah, the Big Ten West is bad, but the Big Ten West murders the ACC Coastal. I mean, there's like a legit – legit chance that duke wins it that's how sorry it is uh so miami can still do that but it's still meaningless i mean they they are not even in the same realm as clemson wake forest or nc state so those guys have a lot of work to do i mean i still trust that staff to to bring some stuff in and and make it happen but my my basis was on them just having the worst schedule i've ever seen and they could just ride that to an 11 win season but you can't lose mtsu so they were the team I was most wrong about. I had a couple on here. Obviously, I had my NC State playoff prediction. That was that was one of my big plays. I don't think that was too out there. They hung around with Clemson. They could have won that game. There were some yeah. questionable calls. They didn't um, get embarrassed for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess it's still possible, but I did think I did I thought Clemson was going to stay take a step back. So I was wrong about both of them at the same time. But mine would have probably been Florida State. I didn't think they were going to win seven games that they were given in Vegas. Uh, but Florida State's look good this year. I, I just wasn't ready to – I didn't think they were ready to take that next step. But Florida State's been uh, better than expected. They're 5-1 and one right now? 4-1, four, four and one, I think. 4-1, and one. yeah, yeah. No, they should hit seven wins. They should uh, They should be able to handle that. Um, yeah, and I think that Purdue – I thought Purdue was going to win the Big Ten West. They've been pretty disappointing as well. Um, so, yeah, those are probably my big two. Folks. Let's, let me pop in right here. This is why you should be following us on Twitter. Uh, and I Jake and Griffin haven't even seen this yet. Oh, uh, no. So we've been going back and forth with some Auburn fans. Whatever. This, specifically one Auburn fan who, whose comprehension skills are low. He just commented back, and, he, and he's he got a decent following. I'm not sure what he does. He's, he's told us multiple times on here he's wrote like three books on SEC football. So, congrats. Everybody send him a congratulatory tweet. But he says – Pending the approval of my co-host, you guys need to come aboard our show. It would be a fascinating conversation, I think. Mercy. We'll, we'll let the public decide if we should even consider that. But <laughs> I'm, I'm busy that day. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pass. Um, I'm gonna, I was going to say someone before, but now hearing what some one of y'all said, I, I definitely am most wrong about this team. South Carolina, oh my gosh. I had them finishing second in the East, and they stink. They are really bad. They are a stinker of a program. Um, Spencer Rattler is a stinker of a QB. They're just bad all around. And, uh, yeah, I have their win total at six. I think I'm I'm really hoping for a push. Really hoping for a push there. Yeah. Yeah, because Clemson, Clemson's, Clemson's, you know, back and looking like a fine, mm-hmm. you know, well-oiled machine. They might run them out of the – out of the stadium too. So. Yeah, but the A and M game also got less scary too. So it's kind of a yeah. trade off. A and M at home, definitely. So yeah, that's that's the teams we we're most wrong and right about. 
uh, those obviously could change over this next month. A lot can happen in football. First month of the year can always be a little wacky, and teams can get on track, or they can go off the rails very quickly. So we'll see what happens to some of these teams. But let's talk about it. It's Auburn week. Auburn week always has a special feeling, especially when it's at home. Uh, Auburn's just one of those games that it, it's if it's on the home slate, it's it's usually the best environment of the year just because of all it has to offer. So Auburn is a team that is kind of sputtering, and everybody knows that the coach is pretty much he's out the door. I mean, he's Brown Hartson will not finish the year unless he pulls off some miracle this Saturday, and then some miracles going forward. Um, they, they're a program that is is outwardly controlled by the boosters and, and it's turned into a disaster. Their team is really, really stumbling right now. Uh, and putting all that aside, let's talk some football a little bit. Griff, do you have any stats for us? Yeah, I do. All right, so Auburn this year is allowing 21.6 points per game and scoring 22.4. Um, I'll just tell her they're 80th in total offense, 35th in total defense, and I have their passing and rushing like allowed and whatever if you want me to read those two. 82nd and 66th for, for passing and rushing is what I had. Yeah, I wrote down like their yards per game in both those, but – yeah. I think the most interesting stat, uh, they are next to last in turnover margin in all of college football. They're minus nine and minus 10 is last place. Wow. So uh, dogs need to create some turnovers. That was the biggest thing I took away from that. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of big too because we've been we've lost the last two turnover battles uh, against two very inferior opponents. And that's that's something that's pretty rare, I feel like, for Kirby Smart to coach teams. I would have to go back and look and see if that's if I'm just talking out of my rear end here. But – it's a good it's a good opportunity to get back on track with with turnover wise. Uh, that's 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 a category you want to lead every single game. Uh, so hopefully we can do that. Yeah, and, and it's no secret Auburn's had issues pushing the ball down the field, especially through the air. I think if you can control Tank Bigsby and you can pressure the quarterback, I think that they're going to have a long day on offense. I think that's key to the game. And what, if you do those two things, you are going to create turnovers. Um, and we saw Missouri. Missouri did a great job against Auburn with that. They should have won that game. Um, LSU, uh, you know, down early. And then, you know, they start heating up the quarterback, you know, controlling the run game. They looked a lot better. Uh, but I think it's going to come down to turnovers. I think Georgia needs to get two or three. I think that would make uh, I think that would make this game pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I saw a tweet from Justin Ferguson, who's somehow affiliated with Auburn. I'm not real familiar with my Auburn media, clearly. But he said, Football Outsiders posted its FBS offensive line stats this week for the first time this season. Auburn is 121st nationally in stuff rate which is the percentage of carries by running backs that are stopped at or before the line of scrimmage and 112th nationally in sack rate. Um, and that stat comes fresh after their very own backup center, who is his turn starter due to injury. He says that, and I quote, speaking of George's defensive front, if we keep them out of their third down packages, we can demolish them, I believe. End of quote. Um, yeah, very interesting. You're a backup center for Auburn. I just read off stats of how their offensive line has performed. So not only was he not starting to begin the year on a terrible offensive line, he was a backup. Now he's, he's playing center. Credit to him for having this mentality and and what's most likely fake mentality. You don't if if you truly believe that, you don't have to say it from the media. That's like athlete 101. So maybe he's just trying to motivate his team. I don't know what he's doing, but these things never work out. They we'll just make sure that quote gets passed out. around to the right people. 
Right. Yeah. It's, it's I don't know why you would poke a bear that is already much better than you. Um, it's it does nothing that it, it just does nothing. That right there accomplishes nothing. So shout out him for for some material. Um, I, I'm all, I'm always in the boat of of if you're a true competitor, you shouldn't need material, but if it helps, it helps. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I'd like to see him get laid out one time. The funniest part of this tweet was the Auburn fans quote tweeting it. Uh, They were just like, they were just not for it at all. My guy says, my brother in Auburn, Jesus, it costs you nothing to be quiet. (laughs) Uh, This one guy says, I I would think they would not have said this. Uh, This guy says, honestly, though, I just feel bad for Tank, which is true. Uh, and you mentioned yeah. Tank Bigsby, Jay. Tank Bigsby, behind the route offensive line, could be the best running back in the country. He's a good yeah. player. Genuinely. Yeah. He could genuinely yeah. be the best back in the country. The three the three key players that I had circled, Tank was one of them, obviously. Uh, Coy Moore was the other one. He he made some plays last week, ended up throwing the, the, the interception to lose the game against LSU, the LSU transfer. And, of course, Robbie Ashford, the quarterback. Uh, those are the three that you got to really get under control. And then anybody else, I, I don't see anybody else really getting on this offense besides that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Auburn is, they've taken a lot of flight for not being a good team because the blowout against Penn State. And that was one of those things we talked about turnover margin. They, they lost that. I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was three, three or four against Penn State. And that just unraveled against them. They're an offensive line and receivers away from being a really good team. Because their defense is not bad. Their defense is actually a really good defense, and if they had an if they had an offense to go with it, it would be very good. Um, they have players that you're going to recognize because they've been there forever. Uh, Derek Hall, defensive lineman; Colby Wooden, defensive end; Owen Popo, linebacker; all big time recruits, big time players. Uh, they they make up a good defense, but it's just the offense who can't get anything going right now. They can't get anything going, and part of that is because they were starting T.J. Finley. Now they have Ashford in. What have you seen from Ashford so far that you think might give Georgia some problems? Well, he can make plays with his legs, and that's always important. Um, but so far what we've seen out of him, we saw him a little bit against Penn State. We saw him against Mizzou, and we saw him against LSU. And in all of those games, he wasn't completing passes at a super high rate. I mean, even at Mizzou, he went 12-18, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, but he's turnover prone, and he takes a lot of sacks. He's taken eight sacks in three, st- in three games. I don't think he started the Penn State game. Uh, so that's something Georgia is going to have to key into. He holds onto the ball a little too long sometimes, trying to make something happen. And if he's out there playing hero ball, we saw how that worked for Spencer Rattler. So, yeah, you mentioned in the the accuracy. I had him listed at fifty four percent completion percentage. Um, and one of the things you mentioned making plays on his feet, and it's not necessarily the fact that he runs with it. Um, he, it's not that he gets out of the pocket and breaks off a run. It's that he extends the plays and then. And he's looking to throw the ball still. Um, and I think that is a key point for Georgia this week. And we saw it a few – one specific time against Missouri, I'm thinking maybe a couple times, where the quarterback rolled out of the pocket or he he made a – extended a play a little bit and we came off the coverage and they hit us for a big one. Uh, you cannot come off the coverage here. You have to trust that the, the front seven is in position to keep him in the pocket, keep it contained. Even if he gets out, we have JD, JDJ and Smile. I trust those guys to beat anybody to the edge. Don't come off your coverage. Uh, I think that's what Kirby Smart is going to be preaching this week because he is still looking to throw when he's extending the play. And he, he you have arguably times. 
yeah, you have arguably the most athletic front seven in the country. You don't need yeah. to help them out. They got it. They can clean it up. And even if he does get a couple yards, that's better than busting a coverage and letting up a touchdown. Yeah, All right. no doubt. No doubt. So, yeah, I think that is one key point we're going to be focusing on this week. I thought one of the key notes about Auburn was this is their first road game of the year. They have not left Jordan-Hare all year. Um, that is so true. Just saw that. Yeah, their first road environment will be in Sanford against the best team in the country. Robbie Ashford making his first road start as a, co- a collegiate football player. A lot of variables going against them here. You add in they haven't won here since 2005. Uh, they have a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. Uh, they, they've they got to get the run game going or they're going to be in trouble. Uh, and I think a lot of people were concerned about last week, but and, I, and the defense took a lot more flack than I thought they deserved. Yeah, thought, The defense kept us in the game, you know, and, and they, they got Missouri one-dimensional for the most part. I mean, they hit like we talked about last week. We gave up 100 yards rushing, but it was on two plays. Uh, they kept them one-dimensional, made them throw the ball. They couldn't beat us over the top. And if we do that to Auburn, like you talked about with Robbie Ashford, he's turnover-prone, we'll get some sacks. Uh, that, that'll get the boys going for sure. Yeah, JDJ is absolutely going to be on some pressure. He has been all season, but he's probably the best spy you could ask for in the entire country with his athleticism. Smile, great spy. You know, if, if, you, can, if you can rush, I think our corners can handle their receivers. If you can contain, contain Tanks Bigsby – Rush, you know, rush five, have a spy out there. I think you can play their receivers one-on-one. We'll have to see. I don't know what the game plan is going to be, but I think getting pressure and containing Tank Bigsby is going to be your winning formula here. No doubt. And that's kind of what everyone's done to Auburn. Tank Bigsby is the guy you circle. We cannot let him beat us. And if he can't beat you, there's not a lot of of threats on the outside that Auburn can use to, to beat people with. And that's why their offense has been sputtering. But like I said, they're, they're a playmaker away from being pretty good. They just haven't – they have not got him yet. Yeah, if they I mean, like you, Seth Williams on this team, you know, somebody like that. Right, yeah. You, you look at last week, too, with against LSU. I mean, they were up 17 to nothing in that game. I mean, Robbie Ashford's stats were 19 for 38, which is a terrible rate of completion. I mean, 50% is not good. Tough. Uh, 337 yards, a lot. Two TDs, one INT. But, I mean, he had to have gotten all that at the beginning because they didn't do anything in the second half. Tank Bigsby, I think, had like 45 yards or something like that rushing. So, I mean, you know, it shows like he might be able to make a couple plays, but. There's a blueprint. There's a blueprint out on him. Yeah. It's going to be tough for him to consistently beat you um, with his arm. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, Any other notes on Auburn before we kind of move over to the Georgia side? Yeah, you know, with their defense, too, you got to watch out for Owen Poe. He is an excellent playmaker. Yeah. Uh, they still got some decent pieces in the secondary, uh, and obviously their defensive front is very physical, so Georgia cannot afford to get whipped up front like they did against Missouri. they they got to handle these guys up front. Definitely, definitely. I think that's a good segue into the Georgia um, side of it. Obviously, O-line was a big talking point this week uh, on all media sites when it comes to Georgia, talking about the Missouri game. They were kind of the – Kind of the position group that stood out the most is being blamed for the struggle. And it, it is a tough matchup for them. Like you talked about, like I mentioned, their best players are up front. And they're some talented guys. But they could use it as, a, as an opportunity to make a statement, too. Um, it's one of those things where you have a bounce-back game against Auburn and their defensive front. You're not going to see many defensive fronts that are just way better than them, uh, especially in terms of talent. So you make a statement this game on the offensive line. 
that you can handle them, that we can run the ball on them, then you should be able to run the ball on anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I, got, I think uh, I think I think one of the big keys of this game is going to be getting Stetson comfortable. Some quick passes, easy completions. Yeah. Get it to 19. Hit 19 on a tunnel screen. Yeah. You know, uh, these little dump passes can't be comfortable. I think that's the most important thing. Quick pass. Quick question. Yeah, that's the easiest way to get offense going is get the ball to 19. Um, and he's the guy. He is the guy. He's the guy who's going to make you a play. Everybody knows that. Even when you circle on him, like, you can try to make him not be able to beat you. But how do you do that? Like, like who do you put on him to not let you beat? Like, it's not like Tank, B- Tank Bigsby where you can put a linebacker on him. You can you can always be a man coverage on him. You can stack the box. Like, you can do a lot of things to stop Tank Bigsby. There's not a whole lot you can do to stop Brock Bowers unless you have a, an equal unicorn on that side of the ball. At least you have Kyle Hamilton on that side of the ball who maybe can run with him and maybe is his size. That's about the only way you can do it. So that's that's one of the areas where it's, it's just a mismatch that we have to exploit. And, hey, if they do have Kyle Hamilton on him, we have Darnell Washington on the other side. Like, that's right. that's the beauty of our offense. Yeah, 84 uh, had a big game against Auburn last year, and that's someone I'm looking yeah. to, to get right to. Huge He's game. He's to get right game. Yeah. He was torching them. Yeah, torching them. That was kind of – I mean – He'd had some big games before, but that was kind of his coming out party in a big game, I guess. Yeah, like he had the it was. games, he had the UAB stuff, but that was the game where it's like, oh, he, he can take a top off a of real defense on the road. So yeah, let, let's let's have a big bounce back game for 84 for sure. Uh let's talk some injuries a little bit. Obviously, some big names on the injury report. Most notably Jalen Carter. It's unfortunate that he is. Um he's completely on on Missouri and in their dirty play style, but do we expect to see Jalen this week at all? No. No. Yeah. Which sucks. Probably not. I mean, you want to see the best players in college football on the field. And and Jalen Carter is 100% one of the best players in the entire country. We're in, a, we're in a stretch here where we can afford to rest him a little bit. Uh, we have Auburn at home and then Vanderbilt and then bye week. So hopefully he can get right before we go to Jacksonville. We're going to need all hands on deck there, regardless of what that team looks like. We need everybody. So hopefully Jalen can rest up and be right. Next guy, A.D. Mitchell. Uh, do we see A.D. suit up? I'm going to say no. I'd, I'd probably say no, but, I mean, maybe. I don't I, I don't know. I haven't even seen anything about where he's at right now. Yeah, I, have, I haven't seen a whole lot either in terms of some, some definite answers. I've seen some, a lot of speculation. Oh, I, I thought – I saw that he he was like almost going to play last week. I thought I thought him and Arian Smith were going to play, but uh, Arian Smith did play. But I don't know about AD. Arian Smith did play. Though. He did play. Um, and and he's a guy who he needs he needs that burst for him to be successful. That's his calling card. Like that's that's what he does. He's the fastest player on the field. So hopefully he continues to get right because that is a guy who we could desperately, desperately use against – and we were pretty bad against man coverage against Missouri in terms of getting separation. So a guy like Arian Smith is a, is a man beater. Like he's a Take guy who top can run, off. He can run right by whoever's in front of him. So hopefully he's right because that, that is a big, big-time weapon that the offense could get back. And at any point in time, if number 11's on the field, there there's a possible possibility for a touchdown. So we need him on the field for sure. Definitely. Uh, I have Javon Bullard, question mark. Have we heard anything on him? He's playing, okay. I'm pretty sure. I, I saw Brooks wrote an, an article, I think, that said he was playing. So I okay. I think they get him back this Saturday. Okay. 
Um, and, and Jake, we didn't really talk about it from the last game. Uh, your boy Taki Smith, I, I thought he had a pretty good game against Missouri. Yeah, he looks solid, um, especially filling in. He's he's got to be one of the best reserve safeties in the country, star, yeah. whatever you want to call him. Um, it's good to have depth back there because Lord knows we need it. You know, we still got Dan Jackson back there, Mr. Reliable, uh, friend of the show. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. it's good to have those guys back there, you know, just in case. Hopefully you don't need them as much, but it, they're definitely a luxury to have, especially with, with William Poole, um, off, you know, not coming back to the team. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Javon gets back there. Uh, obviously, he's a he's a big time athlete. Made, made a mistake. Uh, learn from it and move on. Get back to playing some football. Um, Auburn in the last five uh, trips to Athens, they have rushed for an average of ninety three and a half yards per game. They just I don't know what it is, uh, and maybe it's just Kirby Smart having their number. Like I I, I don't know what what the deal is. And I guess this is their first time coming since Gus Malzahn was out. So so it's a completely new system. And Kirby May just had that system down pat. They played it so much at Alabama, like he knew it in and out. But they just haven't had success in Athens. Uh, they play a tough environment, so it's not like it's just some wild wild experience to come to Sanford or anything. But what do you think it is? Like, why, why can Auburn not have success here? I mean, honestly, to that note, I was there in 2020 when it was at quarter capacity. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't even get a student ticket that year. I ended up buying that ticket. And, yeah, I mean, even the crowd, I mean, the crowd was as loud as we could be. But still, we absolutely dominated that game. Bo Nix was super uncomfortable the whole time. Uh, they couldn't get anything going. And Zamir White just ate them alive. Um, and I think it was just Georgia imposing their will, controlling the clock. And I think uh, that's something that you can definitely – especially with a team that doesn't have that great of an offense and can't create explosive plays. If you can control the clock and you can, you know, impose your will running the ball, you're golden. Yeah. I mean, there, there was an aspect of beating Auburn when they had Gus Masson on the sideline that just made it so <laughs> satisfying. That That's a feeling I'm going to miss. Yeah. yeah. I think we've I seen mean, the last of Gus Malzahn in the SEC. Yeah. I hope so. I think he's, I think he'd be wise to stay at UCF. Is there any yeah. chance? Not win all, another national championship. Is there any chance year. at all Auburn will give him a call when when Brian Harson's fired? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Negative percent chance. But why? Because just, he they, they got too much. They got too much pride. Yeah, that that's it. That he has too much pride. The fact saying he stinks is is completely false. It's one hundred percent false. He beat Alabama every other year, which keeps you around. And he was he did do that. He's won the West multiple times. What other coach in the West can say that right now? What other what other coach in the West can say they've won the West twice in the last fifteen years? None of them been there that long. All the other ones are. Yeah, exactly. Why have they not been yeah. there? Because they, they don't win, win it. the West. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like Gus Malzahn, the Auburn fans. If you put True Serum in them right now, they would take Gus Malzahn back. In a heartbeat. I don't know. You really like if if you got down to the bottom of it, you don't think they would take him back. I would say no, mainly because I mean, even Harson almost beat Bamba last year. I don't know. I don't think they would. I think it's a pride thing too. I don't know. I don't know. That's I always thought he kind of, kind of got a rough deal, and I do agree it was time to kind of to cut ties by the end of it. I think he wanted out, and they wanted to separate, but he. I mean, he was one of the most stable coaches that Auburn's had in a long, long time. No doubt. And he, and he changed college football, how, the way it's played. You don't get enough credit for that. 
Even Nick Saban said so. All right, that's that's all I have for the matchup. Anything else y'all got? That's all I got. Yeah, you want to pick uh, players to have big game or not? Yeah, let's do that. I yeah. thought there was a play in the Missouri where I thought Kiaris was about to break along with like a little tunnel bubble. Um, he caught it and kind of took off, and I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. But it got cut short. Any of y'all's predictions hit? Nah. Jake, I, I can't remember, remember who I, I said. We we both said a defensive touchdown, I think. Yeah, you said that a, was it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I said I had Keeley getting a pick six or something like that, or a pick, or and he just he was not very good, but he's going to be great this week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, big time bounce back. Uh, my prediction would be uh, I got a Nolan Smith strip sack. That's what like mine it. was. Dang it! I, I had for my defensive big game players. I had Robert Beal. And Nolan Smith written down just because I feel like they're going to wreak havoc this week. We're well, finally going to see. Them I'm being specific. I got, I got a Nolan Smith strip sack coming. He's been a little feast or famine this year, and I think it's been more feast. But I'm going to say Kamari Laster gets an interception. Okay, I like it. I like I'll, it. I'll I'll try to change mine. Uh, I think we see and uh, a Stetson Bennett sixty yard TD bomb to Arian Smith. That's what we'll say. Ooh, I would love to see that. That would there's, be there's something, something special about seeing Arian take the top off the defense. It's just, it's just like, oh, he's just faster than everyone. I would love uh, to see that. Offense prediction would be Darnell Washington first touchdown of the year. I guess of yeah of this year first touchdown. Um, he would have had it last week if Set didn't overthrow him. And I think you just reward a guy when he has a performance like he did last week, where he was kind of the dude that brought us back. Um, he kind of got that, kind of got our identity back into us in the second half. So. I think he's getting rewarded with a touchdown this week. I like that. I like that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Lad catches a long he catches he 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 burns the defense, catches a long touchdown, gets right. Just like last year. Beautiful. Yeah. He had Beautiful. two big ones last year, but one of them yeah. went a touchdown. Yeah. It could have been though. Yeah. He, he he was in position for a touchdown. Yeah, it was a little underthrown. All right. It's everybody's favorite time of the week. We've talked yeah. Georgia. We've talked everything else. Now it's time to make the people some freaking money. Last week we did not make the people money. We were six and six as a podcast. We uh, broke there, even. And if you're nah, you if, had if, fun. If you are a gambler, you know that is not breaking even. <laughs> six and six is a losing day. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that's just how it works. That's how Vegas makes money. So it, it was a slightly losing day. It's not, it doesn't break the bank. Not even close. All that does is motivate you for this week. And buddy, are we motivated? Griff, do you have the the rankings or the standings off the top of your head? Um, you I think it. I'm nine and 13. I'll find it real quick. You okay. just go on okay. with your favorite. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Griff, uh, Griff has vowed to get on track for a couple weeks now. Two and two is actually one of the best weeks he's had in the last, last month. I've been two and two the past two weeks. All right. I'm going exactly. to kick it up this week. All right. Yeah. And I'm going to do well. All right. Uh, a lot of a lot of plays this week. A lot of good games. A lot of good games. The, the noon slate specifically was kind of loaded. Kind Major of loaded. loaded. Uh, as always, we will pick a favorite. We'll pick an underdog. We'll pick an over, and we will pick an under. Uh, while while Griff is pulling up the standings, I got him. I got him. If you want me to go okay. and read yeah. it, 
Uh, Cole and Jake are both 13, 8, and 1, and I am 9 and 13. 9 and 13. So if you have faded Griff this entire time, you're up a good four units. Congratulations to you. But will that change this week, Griff? Is the fade yeah. Griffin train over? He's got a game of it's the year. Not, I'm ready to hear it, about it. It's not over. The fade Griffin train is not over because people just, you know, they're going to do what they do and they're going to say fade me. And I'm fine with that. Go fade me. All right. But I'm going to get hot. I'm going to get hot eventually. And you're going to lose money because of it. And that's all I'm going to say. You ain't got to fade my picks every week, but I'm going to give you one game this week and it's a surefire winner. It will not lose. It cannot lose. It's not possible. And so stay tuned for that. All right. That's, that's all that needs to be said. Let's let's start it off. Um, I'll pick the first favorite. I love this game. I absolutely love this game. This – a team that is involved in this game plays the most disgusting brand of football there is. Um, the Iowa Hawkeyes – are an impossible team to watch. And I tweeted out last week, I don't know how their fans even get excited to watch them play, especially away from home. At least you have a good thing going at home. You have you have the heartstrings pulled when you wave to the kids. You got a good environment. If they're away from home, I don't know what the pool is to watch this team. Illinois off a big win. They're feeling it. They're starting to get right. Illinois minus three and a half. Lock it in. They're going to blow the doors off Iowa. Just, I mean, Iowa and West Concert are the same exact team. And Illinois is going to blow them out. So this is easily my favorite play of the week, even before. Uh, rumors are that K.J. Jefferson is not going to play Saturday um, against Mississippi State. Even before then, I don't know if you watched Arkansas secondary this year, but they are atrocious. They might be the worst secondary I've ever seen in my life. They may be the worst positional group in college football I've ever seen in my life. They cannot yeah. cover. And you know who can throw the ball? Mississippi State. <laughs> They're top five Mike Leach can passing. dial it up. And they're and they're and they're single digit favorites. Give me Mississippi State minus eight. I think Mississippi State runs them out runs them out of the building. That was one of my better bets last week with Mississippi State against A and M. I said A and M's offense wouldn't keep up. If KJ Jefferson's not playing, that backup quarterback definitely is not keeping up. Um, so even KJ Jefferson, no KJ Jefferson. I don't think he's playing. So I'm going with Mississippi State minus eight. And you know what's crazy is when when you think Mississippi State, you think Mike Leach, you think oh, there's air raid, running gun, Pac-12 style team. No, they are they are one of the the most complete teams in the SEC. Um, yeah, their, def- their defense is legit. Like like they are a, a solid team that I think you know this game opened at win. minus three. That's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. Minus three was free, but <laughs> I mean, everybody talks about the LSU game, but like we said before, LSU is pr- a pretty freaking good team, and they were at home. Like I, I don't, I don't even think differently about Mississippi State at all after that game. I think they're a team that can finish second in the West. I really, really do. So, I like the bet. Yeah, they're good. All right. Your favorite. My favorite this week. This is not my game of the year. But Texas minus six and a half. I took it at the beginning of the week when it came out versus Oklahoma. Red River shootout. Um, I, I, I like Texas. And I've said from the beginning that I didn't think that Texas was the same team all right, I said whenever they lost Texas Tech, I said Texas didn't lose because they don't have Quinn Ewers. And they get Quinn Ewers back this week. And so I think I think he's going to light it up. I really do. I think that, And this Oklahoma team has looked terrible the past two weeks. Terrible. And that kind of scares me a little bit just because a game like this, you kind of just throw those past two weeks out the window. You do. But 
But I do think Texas can win this game by a touchdown. Absolutely. Quinn Ewers is going to light it up. I can't wait to watch him. That's what makes then, me nervous. This is another one of those games Griff, where it's like – Hold on. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Jack. Go ahead, Jack. Finish. This does make me nervous because this is one of those games where I can't find a single person betting Oklahoma. But maybe this is yeah. just one of those games where the public's right because I am I am in on Texas as well. So if I'm wrong, like we're all wrong together because I think Dylan Gabriel may not. Is I, don't rub me in there. Oh man. Okay. Don't, don't okay. rub so me I in there. I feel a little better. Dylan Gabriel. Don't rub me in there. Yeah, Dylan Gabriel might not play. I, I do agree. You can never tell. I mean, last year what somebody was up. I think it was Texas was up four touchdowns or something, and Oklahoma. It was an insane game last year. Um, yeah, I didn't have any action on it, thankfully. But yeah, I, you're, I, telling me, you're telling me that um, Dylan Gabriel might not play. He got abs. I, he, I mean, he might, but he got knocked out of the last game, did he not? Because yeah, he, he did. Walk. He got knocked out of the game. I don't. General I never. Booty, I, is I never it, heard what happened. But is General Booty the backup? Yep. Oh, you're screwed. That scares yeah. me. That scares me. <laughs> the line said, that's either. not what I wanted to hear. That is that's not what, really what I wanted to hear. This line has not moved an inch. So, All right, Griff, I don't know. Before, let's skip to overs for the effect of everything. Skip to overs. Okay, over. all right. All right, all right. My over this week, I looked through the board, and I found the highest total that I could find. <laughs> Where is We're going to have the same one. And I landed on Oregon, Arizona, over – 70 and a half, and it's, it's going to hit. It is absolutely 70 and a half. That is insane. I can't, I can't wait to watch this game having this over. It's going to be so fun. Having hey, overs is the most fun awesome. way to watch a game. I had I had TCU Oklahoma, and the total was 69 and a half. It almost hit it halftime. It almost hit at halftime. So high overs are absolute moneymakers. I love it. Love They're the so pick. fun. Jake, what's your over? Uh, you go first. So we've already we've already mentioned the Texas Oklahoma game. It's called the Red River Shootout for a reason, and I like it. I, I hate the line. Like I have no feeling whatsoever about the line. That's why when you have no feeling about the line and you know for a fact you're going to be watching the game, it's very simple. You take the over and you pull for yep. points because everybody loves points. It's like in baseball, chicks dig the long ball, gamblers dig the points, and. I love over 65 in the Red River shootout. Give me a shootout, baby. Give me a shootout. That's what we want to see. That's what the people want. Yes. Score some points. This is how you can tell we're getting into the swing of the season because I'm between two Big 12 overs. The one I'm going to take, I think I'm going to take Texas Tech and Oklahoma State over 69 and a half. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech can score. Uh, Oklahoma State can definitely score. Uh, and I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I think Texas Tech can keep this one reasonably close. I was deciding between that and, and Kansas and TCU, but um, I'm right yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I uh, I like both. That of one's them. going on my can ads list. <laughs> I love. All it. All right, um, you want me to get my under, and then y'all give your unders, and then we'll do the. Yeah, we'll do that. All yeah, right, we'll um, wrap. We'll wrap. Back. My under is going to – I kind of just add this one last minute because I hated the unders this week. I hate them all. I hate unders yeah, in general just because they're so lame to bet. Like, they're so mm-hmm. lame. They probably they probably win more than the overs I take, but they're lame. Uh, so, lame. I, I landed on Boise State, Fresno State, under 45 and a half. Uh, yeah, these both these teams are not very good offensively. And so, I'm, I, low totals, you know, I'm just sticking with that. 45 and a half. 
I like it. Jake? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the cheese. I should take the smart one, which I'm not going to do, the one that, the one that Biggie gave us earlier. I should take that. That's the smart play. I don't think I even saw that. Uh, Georgia and Auburn. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I forgot to mention that in the notes. That game's gone under five straight games. Yeah, Georgia's 5-0 and with unders this year. But I am going to take the cheese. I am going to take the stinky, stinky cheese and probably get my next snap. Give me Wisconsin Northwestern under 43 and a half. Yes. Yes. Whoa, Disgusting yeah. game. Disgusting, Disgusting game. Did you see Illinois and Iowa's total? Oh, God, no. It's probably like 37. 36 and a half. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I almost took it. I don't even. I honestly don't think that game. I don't even think it's close to thirty six and a half. <laughs> All right, this is mine. I hate it. Like you said, under suck. This this number is way too high for this game, which is literally telling me it's going to go over. But I don't know how on earth you can possibly bet Michigan Indiana over fifty nine. So for that yeah, reason, I will, I will take under. I'll take under, and if I get beat, I'll tip my cap. But I, there's just no way I can sleep at night if I bet over 60 points in Michigan, Indiana. So I'll take the under. Uh, my underdog, I mean, listen, listen. If it ain't broke, why on earth would you fix it? And the Kansas Jayhawks, the Kansas Jayhawks are 5-0. and They are hosting game day for the first time in who knows when. They're greeting a red-hot TCU team that is probably everyone's favorite to win the Big 12. I promise you Lance Leopold and Jalen Daniels and the boys do not care what you think about projections. They blew their they blew their team total over in freaking third week of the year. They don't care what you have to say, and they're going to go out and they're just going to hang points on the board. Give me Kansas plus a touchdown at home. Love it. Love That's it. Because that was going to be my pick. You can take it. it. I don't care. Ride it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that as well. You know what? Rock chalk, baby. Well, I'm, I, we're, I've we're already said I'm Kansas podcast. We are, I'm, I'm taking Kansas that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Kansas, Kansas, <laughs> Georgia, Kansas, Georgia, the national title. I, I could sleep that night regardless. Oh, God. I would love it. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. Here it is, boys and girls. Lock it in. Game of the year. It's game of the year. All right. And I'll tell you this. There is an absolutely 0% chance that this game does not win. There's an absolutely 0% chance that this pick does not hit for you. Okay. There's a 0% chance. Tennessee. Tennessee. They're 4-0. The volunteers are riding high. Very high. Some would say way too high. So Those some would that. be me. Those some would be me. And they're headed to Death Valley this week. And not that fake Death Valley in Clemson. They're headed to the true Death Valley in Louisiana. And the LSU Tigers, now they may not have looked the strongest for the first few weeks of the season. They may have lost to a, a pretty half-decent Florida State team. But, and they may have, they may have had to get through one at Auburn last week. But at home, they're different, man. They are different. And Tennessee thinks they're going to walk in there and run up the scoreboard like they have on all these other stinkers they've played this week. But they're not. LSU 
plus two and a half is the lockest of locks that you've ever seen in your life, and it will not lose. <laughs> Love it, Griff. Love it. I mean, that's how we end the show right there. Tennessee hate, some winners. Uh, like we said, I just want to circle back to Turtle Box Audio. These are the people that, that you want to finish out your tailgate. Um, I have a turtle box. These guys don't yet. They're going to have one soon. But this it, it's legit. I don't have it with me, but you can throw it in the water if you want to. I mean, you can use it as a lifeboat. It's completely waterproof, and it will still be playing music. Um, it's it's a good-looking speaker. Check out Turtle Box Audio and use code BSB for 10% off, or BSB10 for 10% off. Um, and tag them when you get it. Tag us. Uh, we, we love Turtle Box. They love us, and they love you. But, folks, that's Baxter Street Boys. I uh, cannot wait to see everyone in Sanford Stadium this week. By the way, if you have a tailgate on campus and you maybe you have some extra mouths to feed, maybe you have some food that you can't handle, maybe maybe you have some drinks that need drink. You got some cold give beer. Us a call. We'll stop by. All I three of us will be in town. To stop by. Ring yeah, us. You're not scared to stop by. So just 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 that's just a PSA. Extra food, whatever. Just let us know. Let us know. But go dogs always beat Auburn. Uh, that safety school, they can piss off. So have a good week. Let's go dogs. <laughs>